Hey, everybody. I'm David Flora. I'm Dave Stecco. And we're the host of the Blurry Photos podcast. That's right. And uh, right off the bat, thank you. Thank you so much for being so cool and listening to this podcast yep. for 100 episodes. One solid Hildo. One golden Hildo. <laughs> We'd just like to take this opportunity to, well, one, thank you, but two, if you're new to the podcast, if you're stumbling upon this and uh, want to hear something about the Holy Grail, this isn't going to be our normal format. No, this is uh, something special we whipped up for the 100th episode. It's not our usual format. You might hate it. You probably won't. I don't know. I there's, hope you don't. There's still information buried in this episode. Deep. <laughs> but uh, And if you're a regular listener, we're rewarding you uh, by giving you a totally different podcast than the one you've come to expect. <laughs> That's right. So. Irony. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you again for helping us get to 100 episodes. And we, we love all of you. Absolutely. And we're just going to get weirder and weirder. Wait till the 200th. Yeah. We're actually going to kill a guy. <laughs> Well, he, he was part goat. But. <laughs> well, not entirely human. <laughs> uh, all right. So I uh, hope you enjoy. Yeah. And uh, um, here's here's to 100 more, motherfuckers. Without further ado. No. 100. <laughs> <laughs> Recorded in real life at the Blurry Photo Studio, Chicago, Illinois. The same studio that brought you Confection Conversation and the Cal Rock Afternoon Variety Hour. It's the Blurry Photo's wondrous radio experience. Tonight's episode, The Chrononauts in Search of a Holy Tale. Starring David Flora as Les Masterson and Dave Stecco as Brink Manpots. Featuring Mark Soloff of Blastro Podcast, Craig Lewis and Nathan Kappaser of Fairpoint Podcast, Chicago comedian Annie Reichs, Mel Evans and Mark Coulomb of An Hour With Your Ex, and Milwaukee comedian Greg Bach. And now, ready your atomic temporal jumpsuits for action, throw away your history books, and set your circadian rhythms for adventure. It's the Chrononauts! doesn't seem alright and the past is under threat there are two brave souls who will fight to make right all the things that haven't happened yet chrononauts chrononauts when there is no time to spare for a past that hasn't been they will be there anywhere and anywhere the year is 2027. America is under the iron grip of a government run by robots and idiots. Science funding has been cut, education eradicated, and freedom imprisoned in a cold, hard cell of totalitarianism. 
the once proud organization DARPA has been terminated, but is kept alive in secret by a group of rogue scientists. Using their unmatched scientific prowess, they have unlocked the mysteries of time travel and seek to put an end to the rise of the current robot and idiot government before it even begins. But the job is too risky for even the best-looking underground DARPA agent. That's why they assembled the Chrononauts! Les Masterson and Brink Manparts are two of the finest, most upstanding flyboys the former U.S. Air Force had to offer. And now the job is simple but complex. Travel through time and space to save liberty, freedom, and good old American democracy. And probably the world, too. They are the Chrononauts. 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 They will travel through our time and space for the future needs ahead. All you temporal foes, name the time and place to face the manliest men that ever man. Chrononauts, chrononauts. When there is no time to spare for a past that hasn't been, they will be there anywhere and anywhere. They will be there anywhere and anywhere. Chrononauts. We join the Chrononauts in Undarpa's secret underground lab, somewhere in America. Gentlemen, I am Dr. Phyllis Acula, head of Undarpa's Temporal Anomaly Research Division. Hello, Doctor. I'm Brink... Brink Man Parts, ace fighter pilot, and you are Les Masterson, ace pilot fighter. Your reputations precede you. The lady knows her stuff. What can we do for you, Dr. Acula? Or rather... What can we do for America? We've managed to track down a point in the timeline of history where we think things started going wrong and led us down this bleak, fascist future we now find ourselves in. Great Grover Cleveland's ghost. You're saying there's a single event that caused this ghastly government's rise to power? That's right, Les. In the year 2015, a certain podcast called Blurry Photos released an episode so fraught with inaccuracies and ridiculousness, the federal government stepped in and began regulating podcasts with Podbot automatons. This began a spiral of freedom-stripping measures that resulted in the dystopian future we live in. And the replacement of the U.S. Air Force with the National Drone Defense Agency. The subject of the episode was the Holy Grail. The problem came from severe lack of research. One host only watched the film Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The other only watched The Da Vinci Code. It was a mockery of podcasting and freedom of speech. Here's a sample of that ill-fated episode. May God have mercy on our souls. So just remember, the first thing you need to know when you're there at Petra... Right, right. Only the penitent man shall pass. Exactly. Now, I know... Penitent man kneels. Yeah, exactly. He kneels. Yeah! Boom. You just saved your own head. Congratulations. You've passed the first mini-boss to the Holy Grail. Yep. Which is both a cup, both an actual physical chalice, Mm -hmm. and do not go for the one with the gems on it. No. Why not, dude? No. Flora, why don't you tell him why not? Because uh, it was a carpenter. He was a carpenter. He was a carpenter. He wouldn't have had something crazy. Right fancy like that but what's important also is the blood in the chalice is actually the bloodline of jesus see (sighs) through mary magdalene passed down over the centuries Mm -hmm. so i mean and and what is that chalice in that case it's a vajayjay it's a uterus it's a womb it's a place where a baby lives (laughs) Mm. 
Ain't nothing. Sp- <laughs> ain't nothing sweeter than my baby's chalice on a Friday night. Friday night. Don't have to work again till Sunday. I've got a flex schedule. Work on Sunday. <laughs> So, right? Yeah. Uh, the next thing, you got to know how to spell Jehovah, and then yep. you got to walk Excellent on an invisible... Balance. Practice your balance. Yeah, an invisible bridge, and, and then uh, fight a, a Templar knight, mm-hmm. pick the right cub. Make sure you hire someone to guard your back, because while right. you're doing the Jehovah hopscotch, you know there's going to be uh, an albino an flying albino. in out of nowhere, yep. self-hating. Flailing you. Yep. Flailing him. You know, take out the albino first, save yourself a world of headaches. Yeah. Because whether it's an old man Nazi or an albino, you know there's going to be someone in that room messing with your shway yep. while you make your grail selection. So so there you go. That's uh, yeah. that's the grail for you. That's you it. You are more than prepared to go yeah. find it yourself. Yeah. Don't forget to donate. Yep. My God. What can we do, doctor? We theorize if you travel back in time to locate the true grail and make its existence or non-existence known for certain... Blurry photos will produce a quality episode. The government will not make podbots, and the timeline will change to a brighter future than this. But Dr. Acula, how do we know this plan will work? We have evidence from that same podcast that a similar trick worked previously to avert a podbot revolution. Seems these two clowns just can't stop messing up the future. Sounds like a plan, Doc. You have your data phonographs, from which any information from history as we know it is accessible, and you have your time guns, which can open portals to any time and place. Gentlemen, on behalf of Undarpa and the America that should be, good luck. Thanks, Doc. See you soon, or seen you sooner. Wink. Well, old chum, looks like we have work to do. I say we take a look at the history of the Grail to see where we should go first. Then we can take a look at possible real Grail candidates throughout the ages, and if that doesn't turn out any answers, we'll check where the true grail might be hidden. Say, what the heck is a grail anyway? Well, let's see. Says here it's a dish, plate, chalice, cauldron, or vessel that caught Jesus' blood during his crucifixion. Huh. A dish, plate, chalice, cauldron, or vessel. I thought it might just be a fancy cup. Same here, partner. Listen to this. The Grail is said to have miraculous powers, including healing wounds, providing a never-ending supply of food, and sometimes raising the dead. Other times, it's said to decide who the next king should be, since only the true king could hold it. Amazing. But apparently there's a confusion between the vessel that caught Christ's blood and the chalice or bowl used at the Last Supper, which are apparently two totally different objects. And to compound that... It may just be a legend from ancient Celtic mythology. Diggummit, Les. This mission's getting stickier than a porcupine in a cactus farm. You're right there, Chief. Where do we start? Looks like the fellow who caught the blood from Jesus' side was called Joseph of Arimathea. I'd venture if anyone would know about the true grail, it'd be him. Sounds like an easy fix, if so. Let's hope we get a hole-in-one and head to the crucifixion. Now hold on, chum. That's a blackout date on the Universal Timeline. Oh, you're right. Damn chrono-exclusion zones. You can't save Lincoln, you can't kill Hitler, and you, you can't, can't watch Jesus die. die. Mm-hmm. Well, looks like this Joseph fella took off for Britain not long after the crucifixion. Maybe the chrono-exclusion zone will only extend to then, and we can catch him on the road. Good thinking, pal. To some time after the crucifixion. 
We find our heroes on a dusty road on the northern coast of the Mediterranean in the year 33 AD. Well, this is as close as the Chrono Exclusion Zone will let us get. Which is where exactly? Not where, my friend, but where. Hey, you promised to never say that again, ever. Ugh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, it's, it's a habit. Anyway, we're about three years and 800 miles north of the crucifixion. That guy over there with the cart is Joseph of Arimathea. He's on his way to Britain. Perfect. He'll either have the grail or know where it is. I'll just run over and have a little chat with him. Not in that uniform, you won't. You forgot to chrono-camouflage yourself. Here, take this dung-colored shirt. I have a robe. Thanks, Les. Where would I be without you? Not where, my friend, but- Les! Dang it. Sorry. Be cool. Here he comes. Hey, little traveler. What news? Hey, man. I dig your shirt. I'm just a guy heading north, man. I don't know any news. Come now, surely you carry some news from the south? Why, I heard they killed the Son of God a few years back. Hey, man, I don't know nothing about that. Are you sure, friend? Whoa, man. Are you two Romans? A couple of centurion narcs? Because you gotta tell me if you are, man. My friend Judas told me that, like, like it's the law, man. Hey now, friend, calm down. We, too, are just simple travelers like yourself. We heard of the events near Jerusalem and were curious. Yeah. Why, I heard some really cool guy even saved the Holy Grail that Jesus drank out of. I wonder what he did with it. Yes, I, too, wonder. I mean, maybe that awesome dude kept it with him. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I never even been to Golgotha. Joseph. We never mentioned Golgotha. Where's the grail? We don't want to take it from you. We just want to know where it is. Yeah, Joe. Where's the grail? Oh, no freaking way, man. I ain't telling you screws nothing. My name is Mosef of Mermithia. Now you leave me alone. May we check your cart? You got a warrant? Well... No, we aren't rope. Exactly! You got nothing on me, man! You gotta have probable cause, and I know I wasn't speeding! I'm out of here! Well, crap. We spooked him. Yeah, we may have come on a little strong. Hey, Joseph! Come on back, buddy. We aren't Roman Nart. Oh, no! That horse just ran him over! Well, he was running in the middle of the road. Looks like this investigation just hit a... Hold on. I can just... There we go. Dead end. Yeah! Take those damn things off, Brink. You'll give us away. Fine. That was a sweet pun. I guess we need a backup plan. According to the data phonograph, this may have been a wild goose chase anyway. Seems a French fellow by the name of Robert de Baron wrote the stuff about Jojo over there in the late 12th century. I see. And apparently, stories of the grill had been knocking around before that, but not that long. Perhaps in the 1180s. Maybe that's where we can find some answers. Looks like we're off to call on Chrétien de Troyes in medieval France. Before we do, should we maybe check in on the podcast in case this 
silly man's untimely demise happen to fix anything? Great idea, pal. I'll just use the Time Gun's audio blast to broadcast the same sample we listened to before and see if anything's different. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back to Burpee Photos. Uh, I'm Ron. I'm Randy. And uh, this is a podcast where we talk about photographing yourself uh, while belching. Hey. <laughs> uh, you got to you gotta put these things on your vines or your Twittergrams. That's or right. <laughs> now, I'm using a high ISO with a low shutter speed to really capture this deep Ron blow. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Wait, 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 The year is 1185 Common Era, and the Chrononauts arrive in the hallway of a French castle. Looks like the hallway of a French castle. We'll need some quick disguises. Here, you take this plate armor helmet and I'll stick these potted flowers around my ears. Boy, this helmet sure smells. That's too bad, friend. It's almost like dung-scented sweat. I guess these flowers were potted in dung, too. Unlucky. There's a door. Shall we knock? No, Brink. We're Americans. Mon dieu! Hello, fellow Frenchman. Who are you? Well, sir, I'm less France person. And, and that there's Brink wine and cheese. You're a knight and a minstrel? That's right. Say, we heard you might know the location of a little thing we like to call the Holy Grail. The Grail? That's right, amigo. Cup of everlasting life, or or plate, or dish, or vessel. Ah, un growl. Sure, chief. Witness Basser Percival in the procession at the court of the Fisher King. It is a fine deep dish used for serving meat at formal dinners. But how do you know this? I am not yet finished with this poem. <laughs> Say, pal, are you saying you just made this stuff up to put in some poetry? Well, I have heard the tales. There is a particular legend uh, from far away pagan Celtic lands of a hero called Bran, who had a magical cauldron that could restore life to the dead. I have also, in my travels, seen the beautiful murals in the churches of the Catalan Pyrenees. The Virgin Mary, she holds a fantastic dish that emanates fire. Just our luck. We come hoping to nail down one lead and we end up with two more. Uh, hey, Crady. Mind if I take a gander at what you got here? No! You put that down! Just let me take a look. Oh no! The window! Idiot! That will take me forever to find and reassemble! Don't worry, friend. I'm sure you'll have plenty of time to finish it. Time to pull out the old data phonograph and get some more info on these new leads. Let's see. I'm getting multiple possibilities for each. Hmm. 
You might have been onto something with those Catalan murals, which are real. And apparently there are several claims of grail relics all over Spain. Great day in the morning. The Fisher King's a possibility in Britain. But look at all these others. Glastonbury, Roslyn Chapel, Viraconium. I know we have all of time at our disposal, but doesn't that seem like a lot to try and cover? It sure does, Les. I think we better split up to cover more ground. Time ground. Great idea, Brink. If nothing pans out, we can rendezvous at this one last lead, an early 13th century Bavarian castle. Say, you don't think that manuscript blowing away had any effect on the podcast, do you? Worth a listen, I'd say. Oh, hello, and Howdy, y'all. welcome to Cryptid Chat. I'm Betty Ebersol. And I'm Tabitha Hutchison. And we're here to talk about spookily dooklies Woo! and grunkles and naughty uncles. That's right. That's what I like Those to say. Those are the scariest. They both hide in your closet. At least in my family. Both lead to tears. So this week, we're talking about Batsquatch. Winner of our 2013 Favorite Monster Raffle. Oh my goodness, this thing is cuddly, it likes to fly, and it lives outdoors. What's not to like, Tab? lives out in the Pacific Northwest. Oh my goodness. As foreign a place as there is. That's right, that's where all the weirdos go to hang out and talk about how much they don't like Jesus anymore. Mm Mm-hmm, and smoke that dope. Oh my goodness. Smoking dope. Dope Dope smoking. It's no joking. No joking that you smoke doping. Mm-hmm. Dope smoking. Don't forget to donate. Closer, maybe? This ain't horseshoes, Honcho. Good luck. See you soon. Seen you sooner. Wink. And now, a word from our sponsors. Oh, what's the matter, Timmy? I can't keep up with my friends. They're all full of pep and energy, and I'm pooped. Well, tell me, Timmy, are you smoking cigarettes like all of your cool friends? Well, no. (laughs) Well, that's your problem right there. You see, cigarettes are good for a growing body, and all the older kids know it. That's why everyone who's anyone is smoking a cigarette. Girls go crazy for the rich scent of tobacco and the breath and clothes of their man. Here, Timmy, try one on the house. (laughs) There you go, Timmy. Feel better? Yes? Exactly. Cigarettes are just the thing a growing body needs. Go on, Timmy. Catch up. Catch up with your friends and let them know America's Cigarette Council sent you. Okay. (laughs) Brought to you by America's Cigarette Council. Making sure that every man, woman, and child is brought up breathing in the sweet, rich flavor of freedom. Brinkman Parts arrives at the monastery of Santa Maria de Montserrat, Catalonia, Spain. The year is 1150 CE. Let's see. According to some legends, the grail may be in the monastery here, or buried deep within the mountain it's built on. 
I'll find a monk and question him. But first, I need to blend in. This rope tied around my waist ought to do the trick. <sighs> Seems like it got dropped in some dung or something. Unlucky. Hola, stranger. Welcome to Santa Maria. You are looking very fine today. Uh, thank you, fellow monk. As are you. I am Padre Hermano de Luke. Have you come to join the monastery? Uh, not exactly, Padre. There's something I seek, and I hope to heaven's highway you can help me find it. I am certain I can help you find what you are looking for, amigo. Now, come to me. Tell me that of which you seek. Well, it's a little piece of sunshine I call the Holy Grail. Dios mio. You're seeking the grail? That's right, Padre. Is it around here? Oh, yes. Yes, I have a grail. The monastery is very old, built in the late 9th century. It has had many pilgrims, and it has many, many secrets. Well, that's wonderful. Where's it at? Not so fast, my muscular stranger. Perhaps you are tired from your travels. Maybe you want to loosen that stinky rope belt and take that tight third off. I can wash the sweat from your glistening chest. <laughs> uh, I appreciate your enthusiasm, Padre, but I'd rather just take a look at the grail if you don't mind. See, I understand. No more horseplay. I like your style. Not really a style. I just heard that the grail might be buried by... I think it was St. Jerome in the mountains around here? See, it's buried. You won't have to dig around till you find it. All right. I'm going to mark this one down as a no-go, and I'll see you never again. Oh, don't be in such a hurry. This grail is fantastic. Juice of stairs, it. No, 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 that's my mistake. Uh, uh, you can have your rope back, and uh, best of luck to you. Strike one, Spain. Let's see what else you have to offer. Les Masterson strikes out on his own in 11th century Britain at the castle of the Fisher King. Whoa. What is all this then, huh? Excuse me, sir. What did you just say? Oh, greetings, friend. I was just wondering aloud at the magnificence of that castle over there, juxtaposed with the lifeless wasteland around it. Quite a sight. I liked it better the first way you said it. Yonder lies a castle of our beloved king. He took a hard shot to the crotch, and I... I mean, thigh, years ago, and can no longer, uh... <coughs> ride. You get my meaning. What? Now the land is as lifeless as his, uh... Thigh. All he does is fish in yon river and wait for the chosen champion to heal him. Uh, he also has a grail. Most folk ask about that part. Ouch! Poor bastard. I've had a few close calls, but so far no permanent damage. Knock on wood? Ah, but seriously, maybe I can help him. And perhaps take a look at that grail. Cool! That would make you the second champion today. Wait, what? So somebody else was, was here asking about the grill? Too right. He's up in a castle right now. All the champions get dinner with the king. If you hurry, 
You might can make it. Then I best be on my way. Thank you, peasant. Uh, might I borrow a, a dung-covered rag or two from you? These are my best dung-covered rags. I cut paw. Oof! Thank you, peasant. One side, people. Champion coming through. Am I late for dinner? You're just in time, bruv. You can sit next to the other champion. Hey, didn't I just punch you outside the castle? What? No, sir. But keep in mind we're peasants. We're kind of supposed to all look alike. Let me get that chair for you. Sir Percival, knight of the round table, and saker of the holy grail. Please allow me to introduce, sir. What's your name then, eh? They call me Les Masterson. Is that all? Not much of a name then, is it? Well, you better not let Randy Masterson hear you say that. My dad's in his 70s, but he can still solve most of his problems with punching. Sounds like a nonce with a sissy named him. Oof! <laughs> like father, like son. You're quite the punching man's. I am the knight from Britain. It's a pleasure to meeting you. Sir Percival, what a pleasure. I've heard so much about you. Forgive me, but I'm having a hard time placing your accent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the British accents from Britain. Um, have you ever been to the far north of Britain? Well, I'm afraid I haven't. Oh, then, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm from. We, we all talk this way in the far north of Britain. Uh. So, Grail, huh? Sounds pretty cool, yeah? It sure does. When do they bring it out? Uh, I think after the dinners or maybe during. I've heard a lot of versions. But the one thing I know is that no matter what, you cannot ask any of the questions. It's like super rude. Really? Well, thanks for the tip. Otherwise, I might have felt the natural inclination to ask the king a question at a very specific moment. Who knows what would happen then? Exactly. And we should make sure nobody knows what. I'll just follow your lead, friend. Oh, hey. You have a little bit of catsup on your armor. Right around this, this bullet-sized hole in the back. What? Oh, no. Do not voice or ever look at that again. It's probably sealing wax from the archaic communications of this era, or cats or... Let me, or- let me just get a hanky. <laughs> and there we go. All better. I said nine touchy! Whoa there. Calm down. I, I was just trying to help. Hey, check out that serving girl with the giant sippy cup. What? No! We missed it! I was supposed to ask the king who the grail served, and he was going to give it to me! Really? But didn't you just say that we couldn't ask any... Well, never mind. I'll take care of this. Hey, king! Who's that grail for? What? Come on! No, no, not even close. First, you were too late. Second, that's not even the right question. Third, nobody's wearing taffeta. (laughs) Damn it. This dinner is over. Come on. Oh, man. I was so close this time. Oh, well. Percival, you must have some more ideas on how to get that grill. Percival? Now, where the heck did he go? Ugh. Well, this is a total bust. Well, I better check out some of these other British leads. Uh, I'll, I'll try the Roslyn Chapel next. 
Or I sure hope Brink's having better luck than I am. Valencia, Spain, 1420. Brink Manparts appears near the altar in St. Mary's Cathedral. All right, a cathedral. A little handsomer than that monastery. Let's see, I'll just don this choir robe and... Uh... <laughs> choir boy, come here, please. What? Oh, yes, padre. I, I do not recognize you. Well, sir, I'm new to town. The name's Brink. Uh, in a church. <laughs> I am Padre Abuela Garcia. Come, come, let me show you my hacienda. I, I mean a cathedral. Well, actually, Built I... Built in 1238. She is the jewel of Valencia. What a magnificent sight, no? Uh, truly. No wonder. <laughs> you are indeed a fine specimen of a choir boy. Though so smart and with a keen eye. Yet... <laughs> this church is home to the greatest treasure in all the land. The Grail? <laughs> you are astounding! What a handsome intellect you have! A very attractive quality! <sighs> alright, alright. How about we just look at the Grail then? <laughs> a wonderful idea! And <laughs> you don't mess around. I like that. Come, come, it's in the chapel. Well, would you look at that? See, si, El Santo Calis, uh, made of dark red agate, which is mounted by means of a knobbed stem and two curved handles into a base made of an inverted cup of chalcedony. Popes have used this. Popes! Well, how do you know this is the true grail? <laughs> oh, you're very clever and good-looking, my friend. <laughs> Give me a hug. What? This is the true grail because popes use it. It also has a Roman certificate of authenticity from around the year 262. And it performs miracles? Well, it is a very nice cup. And I think Marco hasn't had to clean it for at least three weeks. That's pretty good. So no one has been raised from the dead or fed without food? Oh... Uh, Marco got really drunk last week, and he looked at it and felt better. It has a certificate. Don't be a negative, Nina. Let us embrace, and I can massage your disbelief away. <laughs> no thank you, amigo. Uh, I just remembered I left my burrow running. Adios, weirdo. <laughs> what a great guy. Marco! Did you hear him call me amigo? He did it! He's my friend, Marco! <laughs> Strike two, Spain. I'm gonna try this one more time. This chalice of Dono Sara. Third time's the charm, I hope. And now, a word from our sponsors. When it comes to radio, hearing is believing. Hi, I'm Chips D'Amato, and I'm a professional Foley artist. Why, when you hear me ride into town on a stallion... Oh, 
Howdy, partner. Or reanimating the dead corpse of a duck using electricity and twisted science. You believe what I'm telling you because hearing is believing. So call Foley Grail for all of your audio recording sound effect needs. Listen to this recording without any professional Foley work at all. Look out, I'm a pirate. Ahoy, matey. Now listen to that same recording with Foley Grail. Look out, I'm a pirate. So don't forget to call Foley Grail for all your audio recording needs. That's Klondike 427. That number again is Klondike 427. If your sounds are pale, then you're bound to fail. So come on down to Foley Grail. Les Masterson arrives in Rosslyn Chapel in the Scottish Lowlands. The year is 1670. Ah, a church. The perfect place to search for a holy artifact. Now for a disguise. These rosary beads should do the trick. You there. Who, me? Yes, you. I've not seen you in the congregation before. State your business. I've come to pay my respects to Jesus. You're a little late, laddie. Gee, mister, I guess I just thought better late than never. <laughs> we'll make it quick. This chapel isn't open to just any vagabond or mendicant. But... But isn't that a fundamental tenet of your religion? Shut it! Listen, mister... Brother. Brother? Sinclair. My family owns this chapel. It's been in the Sinclair clan since 1456. Well, that's just swell, pal, but I was wondering if you could tell me if you fellas had the old Holy Grail somewhere around here. Ah, the grail, eh? So that's why you're here, wearing my rosary beads. Oh, these are yours? Indeed, lovingly fashioned from hardened sheep dung. There it is. Why seek the grail here at Rosalind Chapel, then? Why not look at Glastonbury Abbey, eh? Is that where the grail is? Well, it could be now, couldn't it? After all, it's there the followers of Joseph of Arimathea took the grail after he was flattened like a wee pancake on the road from the Holy Land. Oh, really? I, I uh, n- never heard that story. <laughs> twas there they founded the abbey, and twas there they staked Joseph's own staff into the ground. Twas the staff what caused a massive hawthorn tree to grow there. Although you'll be looking for a smouldering stump if that's what you seek, since it was destroyed in 1645 by that gobshite Oliver Cromwell. <laughs> Damnable English Civil War. And the grail? Said to have been hidden near the abbey beneath the waters of the Red Spring, causing the waters to flow red and giving them healing properties. Red Spring? That must be the chalice well the data phonograph listed. But I believe it said it was just a hot spring and the waters were red due to iron oxide deposits. Data for what? I'm not so sure about this abbey, chief. Well then, perhaps you're not as dumb as you smell. (laughs) <laughs> it was said a group of seven old monks stole away with the grail and ended up depositing it in what is now the new Nantes estate in Rydavollen, Wales. All right, so Wales. Ah, the Nantes cup, a bowl said to have been fashioned from a piece of the cross. The cup is a bowl? Supposed to have the power to heal the sick when drunk from, although good luck there, since some loonies bite off pieces of souvenirs. 
and there's not even any empirical proof of its healing powers besides anecdotes. No, your best bet's probably Rosalind Chapel. My god, this is Rosalind Chapel. Hi, <laughs> and here's the resting place of the Grail. Finally. So, so what is it? A bowl? A cup? A, a chalice? Nay, tis the truth about Jesus the Christ. The truth? In the form of a cup? Many's the tale of the Grail, but they're all of them wrong. You see, when the Grail was originally written of, twas written Sanguo, but that's a misprint. Twas really Sangrial, which means royal blood. Aye, the true Grail lies in the bloodline of Jesus the Christ, and there's proof of that bloodline reaching Europe in this very chapel. You what, mate? You see, the Knights Templar carried this proof here to Roslyn and entrusted it secret to my family, the Sinclairs. Now, true pilgrims make their way here in the hopes of finding the truth of the Sangreal, which gives the chapel a nice income from tourism, I might add. Well, can I see it? Of course not! So, how do I know you're not just making this story up? Why would I lie about the bloodline of Jesus the Christ? Well, you're making money off tourism right now. I'd say if you didn't have any relics and folks found out, your tourism would dry up immediately. And if you did have something and folks found out, your tourism would cripple your capacity to handle it and you'd probably lose the relic by force. Yes, sir, my guess is you don't have anything, but you won't admit it for fear of losing money. You smart mouthed little twat. I told you to leave before. My family holds the Holy Grail, as well as Templar treasure, and the mummified head of Jesus the Christ, and, and a napkin Judas almost used at the Last Supper, and other stuff as well. I told you the Grail is the Sangreal, which is more than I've told anybody. And now, I have to kill you. Well, this just went from zero to sixty. Ha! Ha! Have at you! Hi-ya! Uh. And some of this. Oh, oh, you gobshite! Another grail trail fail. But I just killed a man, so I better check the timeline of the future. I'm Robert. And I'm Bobby. Hey! And welcome to Barely Footholds. That's right. We're an, up, we're an upstate New York podcast devoted to climbing and climbing enthusiasm, all right? I'm talking rappels, straight lines, free climbing, bouldering. Carabiners. Cov- harnesses. We cover it all here. So you got questions about climbing, Barely Footholds is here to cover it. That's right. We find out how to climb everything when there's barely a foothold to put your foot in. Do you get it? That's why we're called Barely Footholds. This week, Bobby and I went out to that place where they shot the end of The Last of the Mohicans, and we just kind of skirted around all over the place. That was a sweet-ass movie. Daniel Day-Lewis, before he was a good actor, ran around with a goalie stick kicking his shit out of people. Yep, and no shirt on. It was friggin' sweet. But we went around there, we started climbing. I did it like, you know, uh, me and Robert, we did a two-pitch climb. Mm -hmm. It was nice, you know. I would call it, uh, you know, my scale, I'd call it an 8-7. Yeah, and I'd have to give it an 8-6. Whoa. But I'm going to give you a bonus of a chalky hand clap. <laughs> Robert's a real badass, and his finger strength nah. dwarfs mine. So ah, get out of here. Mean, 
my nine, my nine two is like a seven to this guy. Well, you should see Bobby's thighs. That's what propels him up those mountains so high. It's true. I lift with the legs, but you know, I've got the. That's the way I was built, and that's an important point. You know, climb for the way you built. Climb for the way you built. Don't try to be these guys. You know, Don't try to be. I mean, I got to tell you, Robert, you're a pull up champion. Your upper yeah, body is terrifying. Yeah. But if I tried that, I'd never get off the ground. You could do it. You could do it if you tried. But you know what? I think we need to make bumper stickers that say that. They need to say, climb the way you're built. That's right. Just understand the way your body mechanics work. That's right. Don't forget to donate, everybody. Well, that that at least sounded informative. Ah, well, what's the next target on the data phonograph? Hmm. Emerald Grail from Genoa, Italy. Looks like I can catch it on the road from Paris to Genoa after the fall of Napoleon. Back to France I go. Well, Brother Sinclair, it was nice to meet you. Brink arrives in Lyon, Spain in 1500, Common Era. This must be the Basilica of San Isidoro. There's not much evidence for this grail being authentic, other than the claims that it came from Jerusalem via Muslim traders in Cairo. I guess I should find You a- there! Stop! I know why you are here. You do? Of course. A strange man outside the Basilica on a Tuesday afternoon? You think the Holy Grail? By the bloody fist of Eisenhower, you sir are right! You come for the chalice of pure onyx, encrusted with jewels, which came from Cairo in the 11th century. Yes! Yes! Oh, and you're sure it's the true grail? It performs miracles? Come, come, my wayward traveler. All will be explained in due time. Finally, we are alone at last. Dang it! Never mind. Germany it is. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, uh, Fakey, where's your uh, lunch pail? Well, that's the trick there, Stan. My wife don't send me to work with a lunch pail no more. What? How do you not have a lunch? You can't walk all day on an empty stomach. And nobody's asking me to. Thanks to canned beef stew. My entire day's nutrients is in this entire factory sealed metal can. What do you got in your lunch pail, Stan? Another PB&J from the wife. Oh, oh. oh, buddy, you're going to be tired by 3 p.m. with that garbage. I know, and I keep telling her, but she just don't listen. Well, hey, calm down there, Stan. Do what I did. Take your wife down the canned foods aisle. It's conveniently located and prominently displayed by most grocers. Canned beef stew is not only a bargain, it's delicious and nutritious, fortified with vitamins and nutrients to keep a hard-working body working all day long. Well, what's in it? Good question, Stan. <laughs> I'll leave that to the eggheads at Harvard. But all I know is my wife cares enough to send me off to work with the very best. Man, I wish I was married to your wife, Frankie. Watch it, Stan. By Stuco, makers of four different varieties of canned meat stew. Stuco. Can do. Co. 
Les Masterson appears on a French country road in the year 1816. According to my data phonograph, one possible candidate for the true grail is supposed to pass by here at any moment. Ah, that must be the grailed caravan now. Better take this opportunity to blend in. You there, peasant boy. What? Me, sir? No. I'll just borrow this muddy vest and my disguise will be complete. Hmm. Must have gotten some dung on it previously. Oh well. Oh there, 19th century Frenchman. Uh, go away! This is official church business! Excellent. Just what I was hoping to hear. You're returning the Holy Grail to the Cathedral of San Lorenzo in Genoa, Italy, are you not? Uh, maybe we are, maybe we aren't, pig dog. What are you, English pig spy? Just a humble traveler from farther away than England. Why did you just wink at me? Say, how's about giving a weary wanderer a quick looky-loo at that old grail? Sure would do these old eyes a spot of good. I told you scram, English spad dog. Aw, oh, now don't be like that, friend. Why, what would it hurt to just look at an old beaten-up golden cup anyway? <laughs> it's so stupid. You do not even know it's made of emerald. What's made of emerald? The grail. Why, I don't see a grail around here. It's in this wagon, English foolish pig. Aha, so you do have it. Merd. Very clever, piggy. We are indeed carrying the girl back to Genoa. Napoleon has taken it as a prize when he conquered Italy. But now that he has been exiled in shame, the Italian church is taking it back. I see. Must be a pretty important thing, a cup made out of emerald. Cup? A stupid piggy English foolish dog. It is a vase of brilliant green shaped like a ball. A, a, a vase shaped like a ball? Oui! Now go away, English dog pig. Well, ain't that a fine how-do-you-do. The grill isn't a cup at all. I better have a smooth, satisfying Chesterfield while I think of how to get in the back of that wagon. I've got it. You there, 19th century Frenchman. Eh, uh, what's the matter, you? I'm not a French. Oh, my mistake, friend. Hey, listen, you gotta stop this crazy train too sweet. I'm afraid there's been an accident a couple clicks up the road yonder. Accident? That's right, my pasta-loving pal. Why don't you and some of the boys here ride on ahead and check out the situation? Tell you what, I'll even stand guard over your wagon for you. Uh, what kind of accident is this? Well, it's... Well, you, you, you see, there's... Well, sir, a, a cow blew up. A cow? That's right. A big one, too. Oh, there's there's blood and udders everywhere. Back to Rigatoni, that sounds a real bad. It sure does, so go on and ride out and see where that cow... But ca can I live in a caravan? Hey, Mario, Luigi, ride ahead and look for a bigger friggin' cow that went a-boom. Let's go. You are a French peasant with a poopy vest, eh? Uh, that's right. Say, is it true you got the real holy grail back there? Oh, see, si, see. Si. 
It's a real deal, all right. The Sacro Catino, recovered in 1101 during a first crusades by Baldwin I. He found it in the mosque when he took the serious Teresa Maritima with the help of a Genoese fleet. The Genoese, they took the holy relic instead of the money for the help. Pretty smart, we Genoese, no? That's quite a tale. Sounds like this little bull has seen a lot of action. A bull? Bull? What bull? No! No, no, my agita. The grail is a vase carved from an emerald, which is like a dish. It was used to serve the lamb of Jesus Christ at the last supper. Hang on, Mustachi. It's a vase shaped like a dish? See, si. You know, that's, that's like saying it's a bottle shaped like a mug. No! It's like saying it's a hat shaped like a shirt. Bastard! It's a dish! A dish! Well, but your French pal back there said it was a vase shaped like a bowl. Who said this? Jacques, Jean-Luc, Javert, I don't know. I didn't catch the name. Oh, when I find out, I'm a good rumba del fashion. Well, that worked out nicely. Now to finally gaze upon this ancient and most holy relic. And there it is. Boy, howdy, that's a pretty piece of cabinet candy. Although, it's a little small for serving lamb. Why, it's no bigger than a modest dinner plate. And it's hexagonal. How queer. But boy, does that emerald shine clear and true like a Sunday morning in Nebraska. I'll just get a closer look and maybe a Kodak-quality photograph. Teddy Roosevelt's dentures, what have I done? It was slicker than a duck in Crisco. Just a tick. Emerald wouldn't shatter that easily, would it? Better inspectorize it with my time gun. Aha. This is nothing but green glass. In fact, it looks to be of 9th or 10th century Egyptian origin. Sacre bleu! What have you done? You have a broken grail! Sorry, boys, but this plate ain't all it's cracked up to be. It's, it's a, a bowl! Uh-oh. Time to skedaddle. I better check in on the boys to see if that forgery fail made podcast progress. Hey, everybody. I'm Patrick. And I'm Pat. And this is Burly Froyo, where we do a podcast, talk about the Froyo we're eating this week. Yeah, I gotta tell you, big news in our neck of the woods. About as earth-shattering as it gets, a new Froyo stand opened up over in the mall. Mm-hmm. It's gonna give a lot of competition to that yogurt moon yeah, it's across called, the street. It's called Lifeberry. Lifeberry. Now, it's, uh, it's one of them serve-yourselves, which, uh, you know, as we've always talked about, double-edged sword. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gaining popularity these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know what's happening until you weigh in, and I'll tell you what, I mean, I lose. I lose every time. I, I think, lose. oh, that's $3 worth. Bam, $6. $6. I like putting cereal on it, though. Cereal's good. I like some of them chocolate-covered graham crackers. Captain Crunch tears up the roof of my mouth, but you I can't won't. Put, you I can't, can't put it on there. I but can't it's quit smooth. it. It's, it's smooth. But it, I can't it, quit it. That cold, uh, that cold it. froyo, it, it really yeah. soothes That's that pain. That's true. Man. I guess it's a cause of and solution to my froyo problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I skinned a buck with my bare hands. I saw that. You did a good job. You Thank did a you. good job. I'd, I'd, I'd wear that. Please donate. Well, that's not what we want. Well, time to rendezvous with Brink and find another angle of attack. Yeah. <laughs> 
Baroness Masterson paces the courtyard of a castle in the Bavarian region of Germany in the early 13th century CE. Les? You here, buddy? Brink! There you are. Oh, I was waiting for almost a minute. What happened? Nothing I couldn't handle, chum. But I don't have much to show for the effort. I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't do much better. But I was thinking that maybe we've been too focused on the cup form of the grail. Turns out there's a there's a guy around here named Wolfram von Eschenbach who claims the grail's a magical stone that fell from the sky. If it turns out to be a fancy rock, I'm going to be pissed. Well, there's only one way to find out. We need to talk to Wolfram. Let's ask that angry-looking bunch of Germans holding that scared-looking German over there. Good idea, Les. Hello, my friends. Uh, we're looking for Wolfram von Essenbach. Do you know where he lives? Help me! I am Wolfram von Ich- Silence! Ja, you should be the quiet now. Why do you all sound like you're from North Britain? What? What? Ha! You foolish Americanus! We have captured Herr von Eskenbach and we'll bring the secret of the Grail from him for the glory of the Fuhrer. Herr Hitler! Son of a b- Damn dirty Nazis! Ja, we are the Fuhrer's Zeitreisen Soldaten, the time travel soldiers. It's a cool name, Ja! There is no cooler name than American, except maybe American Chrononaut. That's right, you filthy fascist failures. Nice alliteration. Thanks. How on earth did you find us here? Oh, you silly, sad, self-righteous Chrononauts. We have been tracking you all along, swatting your every attempt to seize the Grail. Who do you think rode down Joseph before he could tell you where the Grail was? Ja, unless, why do you think the Emerald Grail was so slippery? I did that. With exploded cow blood. There really was an exploded cow? And how do you think the French window opened? I opened it. That one was really hard. I had to be on a ledge that was really high up and scary. Ja, unless that wasn't Percival at the Grail King's castle. It was Heinrich, who isn't here right now. We captured Percival days before your arrival, but he was less than cooperative. So he caught a bad case of the bullets. Heinrich wore his armor to the castle to claim the grail for himself. Too bad I thwarted that little plan, eh? Don't even try to pretend you did that on purpose. Didn't I? No! Didn't I? You didn't! Whatever, what matters is that your little plan fell apart when the chrononauts got involved. Yeah. Now hand over von Essenbacher, things get ugly. And by ugly, I mean punchy-shooty. Your threatenings do not the fear-making in me. I have planned for this contingency. Klaus, plan K. I'm going to spin him around ja. like, like that. Well, the spinning you, and the moving. You, yes, you da. turn over here. Okay, but don't, don't let them know ja, which way we are going. Shh, stop talking so loudly. Ja. They can hear you. They're right, they can right see there. us too. Okay, shh, shh. We are ready. Okay. I am willing to bet that you cannot tell Von Jenten apart from another. Only one of us is not going to kill you. Which is it? Who should you shoot and who should you save? Brink, I, 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 I don't know which, which one I... I think I should, it's... No, is it oh, that one over... We're maybe. in real trouble here, Les. Has time finally caught up to the Chrononauts? Will they be able to save Von Essenbach before it's too late? 
Stay tuned for the next exciting chapter of The Chrononauts! And now, a word from our sponsors. Well, close, Sir Francis. Well met, sir. Well met, Sir Marilyn. Verily, I do admit, I have grown quite tired from this day's military escapades into the Moorish South. I, too, am weary from reclaiming Jerusalem for God. Would that we could find a mystical elixir that would give us back our precious electrolytes lost through the day's athletic endeavors. Forsooth, look at the base of yon withered tree at that crossroads, yon. Methinks I spy a twisted old crone. Let us make haste to her. Old crone. Have thou a mystical elixir that replaces electrolytes and vigor? For me and my honorable companion have shed both blood and sweat this day to cleanse the land in the name of the Lord our God. Too right I do! Such noble knights as you should be drinking deep of this! Why, there's some sort of writing upon the label on that gourd. Crusader aid? That's right! Ain't nothing that quenches a thirst and replace vital electrolytes like Crusader Aid. Available in wine, mead, and mutton flavors. Look for it in any withered crown in the entire countryside. Good day to you! I feel like I could take on a hundred more unbelievers just right now. Thank you, withered crone. Come, Sir Francis. Back to the front! We now return to the thrilling adventures of Les Masterson and Brinkman Bot's American Chrononauts. Damn it, Brink. They, they keep moving around. I, I can't tell them apart. I think I have a plan. Oh, which one of you shouldn't be shot? Me! Dang it. Those dirty Nazis are clever. I have another idea. Oh, mein Gott! Oh, scheiße! Ha! Take that, you filthy fascist. Now it's a 50-50 chance of which one is Wolfram. Well, Les, how did you know which one to shoot? Easy, Brink. Good old American probability. 66% of the Germans were guilty, so I could safely shoot one at random and know that I'd hit a bad guy. High five. Les, uh, I don't think that's how probability works. Uh, excuse me, uh, hey there, you, uh, the, the, the guy with the gut wound. What's your name? Wolfram von Dang it. Well, uh, hey, at least the Germans are gone. We should probably get out of here. Right, Les? Les? It's all my fault. They told me basic arithmetic was important, but I didn't believe them. I didn't believe them. And now a man is dead because of it. 
Maybe the only way to honor his noble sacrifice is to dedicate my life to learning and arithmetic-related- Seriously, Les, we really need to get out of here. We can't get old-timey arrested. We wouldn't last a day in old-timey prison. Uh, you're right. Well, let's, let's just start looking for possible hiding places of the Grail. The New World. Before we go, let's check in with the future. Alright, okay, welcome back to Furry Three Throws. I'm Will, the Southern Missouri State Fighting Badger mascot. And I'm William, the East Arkansas Tech Horned Raccoon. Uh, welcome to uh, Furry Free Throws, where we talk about uh, the difficulties and challenges faced by being uh, NCAA uh, collegiate mascot. And and then the, the challenges that we face when uh, trying to actually play the game of basketball in the mascot suit. That's right. You know, it's like what I tell everyone, halftime is my game time. You know, if there's there's a break in the action, that's when I've got to spring into action. That yeah, and 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 also timeouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the timeouts are are where we really get to shine. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. Uh, uh, and 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 we're up in the crowd, and 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 we're playing with the 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 popcorn. Popcorn's an excellent prop. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot you can do. It's easy to clean off a floor. It's easy to clean off a court. And you know we're we're getting into uh, playoff times and in, in, in much Will- madness, much madness. Yeah, William, you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about. Oh. And a playoff time for us means station identification breaks. That's a lot more time that we have to be out on the court, keeping the fans focused, keeping the energy up. That's right. Putting a lot more of the the of the ice packs in our in our shirts. Now uh, we had a we got a write in. We got a question from an anonymous mascot from the West Coast who is suddenly uh, inexplicably having a hard time hitting his behind-the-back half-court free throws. You know, he's not able to sink them, and there's nothing more embarrassing than missing a trick shot. I, I'll give you a piece of advice. What, what I do to, to, uh, to, to warm up before games uh, for those, for those half-court half shots, I like to eat a, a whole uh, four-cheese Red Baron pizza, and, and, and what, what you should do is cut it into squares, uh, it, 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 it looks like m- more pieces, but, but it's, uh, it, it's actually the same amount of pizza. Wow. That's uh that's really elaborate. I was just going to say, focus on a calm glass of water to center your chi, but I'd say they both work. Uh, don't forget to hit our donate button. I got to tell you, Les, I think we're doing pretty significant damage to the timeline here. I, I can't disagree with you there. The- Cheese it, Les. Set time guns now. Roger. Aim for that wall, Brink. We'll slip through our portals just as they're closing, and this angry German mob will crash into the wall behind us. It'll be hilarious. If anyone were around to witness anything. Great idea, partner. See you in Minnesota. Wait, what? We find one of our heroes, Les Masterson, in the cargo hold of a bark named the Susan Constant in the year 1607 CE. The place is just off the coast of present-day Maryland, 
America. Brink? Brink? Darn. I thought for sure we had the same idea. Why, well, I didn't even see anything about Minnesota on the data phonograph. Must have been quite insignificant as, as a sentence or passing thought that Brink happened upon. God bless him. Well, might as well follow this lead while I'm here. This must be one of the ships of the Jamestown Expedition, sent to colonize the New World for England. Apparently, there's a Jesuit priest aboard who has smuggled the grail over to be hidden somewhere in the state of Maryland. I better find him before he hides it or gets overridden with dysentery. First, a disguise. This rag should make a good bandana. And this meat hook should make it seem like I only have one hand. And for the cherry on this crafty camouflage, a few smears of this dung on my face for a fake mustache. Now to find that priest. Ah, oh, a pirate! Oh no! Excuse me, fellow explorer, but are you a priest? I might be. Don't hurt me, but do what you gotta do. I'm not gonna hurt you, young man. Are you sure? Just a little. No, I'm, I'm here to ask you a question. Oh, no. I won't get kidnapped by you or your pirate ship or I'll have to do lots of manual labor around a crew of shirtless, burly mans. But do what you gotta do. Listen, I, I just need to know if you're a Templar agent carrying the Holy Grail in secret. And don't worry, your secret's safe with me. Oh, I might be. I guess you better beat on me some until I give up the goods, right? I... I I don't want any trouble, son. I, I just need a yes or no, and, and if yes, to see it. Oh no! Yes. Son, I believe you've been at sea too long. Oh no! Looks like your hook hand has accidentally roughly gotten caught in my robe. Holy howling Herbert Hoover. Even Minnesota looks like the smarter choice right now. I can see you're hiding absolutely nothing, so, so I'll just be going now. What? But you haven't even tied me up or lashed me to your mizzenmast yet or drawn me like one of your French girls. The new world is going to eat you alive, son. Huh? Another dead end. And now Brink and I are separated in time and space. What to do? Well, I think my last hope to find the grail lies at some place called Oak Island. If only I could tell Brink to meet me there somehow. I've got it. I'll write Brink a letter and tell him where I'm headed. Then I'll leave it here for John Smith, a good, trustworthy man of his word, and make a note for his family to keep it safe until the establishment of the good old United States Postal Service. They'll get it to Minnesota and Brink without fail, I have no doubt. God bless the U.S. Post Office. Following up on a barely viable lead, Brink finds himself in southern Minnesota in the year 1880. Wait, what? Aw, oh, dang it. Well, as long as I'm here, I might as well keep looking for the grail. According to my research... <clears throat> Turn-of-the-century accounts state that Irish partisans of the Clan Dwyer transported the grail to the United States during the 19th century, and the grail was kept by the descendants in the secrecy of a small abbey in the Upper Northwest, now believed to be southern Minnesota. 
Unfortunately, that is literally all there is. Seriously, I went to the fourth O on a Tomo search. It's just that sentence over and over. Anywho, I guess I'll get started with that church over there. Hello? Anybody here? Oh, hello. Can I help you? My name is Hal. Hal Gruber. But boy, howdy, Hal. It sure is nice to meet a red-blooded American. I'm sick and tired of finding Germans everywhere I go. I'm Brink Manparts. Ah, yes. Well, as you can see, no Germans here. Goodbye, then. Oh, <laughs> there, pal. Not so fast. I don't suppose you have a mm, holy grail lying around, do you? No, I don't believe we do. Sorry. Don't forget to shut the door on the way out. What was that? I heard nothing at all. Okie dokie. Well, uh, seeing as how you're lying and I still need to check the basement for grailery, I'm just going to open that door and head on down. Sorry, Hal. Why am I not at all surprised? Here, let's get that gag off of you. What's your name, ma'am? Molly Gennaro. Holy crap! We were having our annual Christmas church potluck here when these guys burst in and tied us up. Hal, just what the hell is going on here? Well, Mr. Manpots. <sighs> Can I just call you Brink? Whatever, man. Fine. Well, Brink, this is not your lucky day. My men and I are here to locate and take the Holy Grail for ourselves. Hal, are you sure you aren't at least a little German? Because that plan sounds real German to me. Verbrink, perhaps. Eine Kleine. I knew it! Well, Hal, you're in deep crap now because my estranged husband, Ron McLean, is somewhere in this church, and he won't stop until you're all dead or under arrest. Miss Gennaro, I've already sent men to kill your husband. By now, he is quite dead. To prove it, I will now open this previously closed door to reveal the smug face of my henchman. <gasps> Dieter, he is dead. No! Wait, what is this note tied to his chest? Now I have a Winchester. Ho, ho, ho. Looks like you're losing control of this situation, Hal. You should quit while you're ahead. Never. Ron is running around in Minnesota winter without gloves. How long can he last? Oh, Ron, what have you gotten yourself into? Come to the church. Eat some casserole. It'll be fun. You just had to go and take your gloves off to relax, didn't you? Well, now you have a church full of people to save. Time to burst through the stained glass window like a hero. Yippee-ki-yay, Mother Hubbard! Don't move, Hal, you're dead. I could say the same thing to you, Ron. We both have guns. But I don't want to kill you. I just want to grail. Tell me where it is, Molly. Now. I ain't telling you, Jack Squat. Go ahead, Molly. Tell him. He doesn't care about the grail at all. The grail's just a decoy. His real target is the 14 boxes of communion wafers his men have been loading into the wagon the whole time. By the time this marshal figures out it was never about the grail, he'll be long gone with a fortune and untraceable communion wafers. 
Very good, Mr. McLean. But all you've done is guarantee your own demise. Merry Christmas and yippee hi hey mother. Don't worry, he's just stunned. Sorry, I, I forgot that I also had a gun tied to my back this whole time. Is everyone okay? We sure are. Thanks to you two, how can we ever thank you? Well, actually, I really would like to see that Holy Grail. Uh, can you tell me where it is? Oh, well, there is no grail here. There never was. We needed more tourist traffic. So I just made up a story about some Irishman bringing it here for safekeeping. I'm sorry. No, Molly. Don't be sorry. It was a pretty thin lead to begin with. Now, how do I meet back up with Les? I know. I'll go back in time and write a letter telling Les I'm going to Oak Island in the year 1795. That should- Hey! You in the dung-colored outfit! Are you Brinkman Parts? Why, yes I am. I've got something for you. It's a letter. Oh. Me and the guys at the office had a bet as to whether or not you'd be here. Looks like I lost. Well, here you go. Bye! What could this be? Why, it's a letter from Les. Dear Brink, I'm sure you thought of this too. But since I didn't get interrupted by a postman, I'm guessing I thought of it first. Meet me at Oak Island in the year 1795. It's time we finished this. Yours in time, Les Masterson. Ha <laughs> ha! Oak Island it is then, old friend. Bye! And now, a word from our sponsors. Need money? Greenbacks? Moolah? Dollars? I sure do. Well, you probably got an extra grail floating around the house. When was the last time you even drank out of it or collected the blood of Jesus Christ the Savior? I don't remember. Bring those old grails on down to Cash for Grails. We pay top dollar for your unused grails. I took all the unused grails I wasn't using, and I got $400 for them. I brought in my mom's old grails and used them for the down payment on a new car. If you want to make a smart investment, you need to take your old grails and take them to cash for grail to get them turned into cold, hard cash. Oh, the fine, encrusted grail. Often celebrated for its monetary value, but only cash for grails guarantees in top dollar for your old and unwanted grails. Well, we we done yet? I'm hungry. So come on down to Cash for Grails. Cash for Grails. Cash for Grails. And we give you cold, hard cash for your unused grails. Cash for Grails. Oak Island, Nova Scotia, Canada, 1795. Les Masterson appears beside a strong oak tree on the southeastern side of the island. Alone. Boy, I hope my trust in the postal service wasn't misplaced. Maybe I should check in on the podcast to see if Brink was successful.
In a world where podcasts are many, but voice talent is rare, two men set out to create the perfect podcast about movie trailers. I'm Michael. And I'm Mike. And this is Stirring Promos, a podcast dedicated to intros, promotional materials, and preview voiceovers for professional voiceover actors only. In this episode, two men grapple with the concept of lining up multiple gigs on the same day, but their world gets turned upside down when the train is running late. One man trying to make it to an audition. Another man completely unrelated to the first man who got in a fight with his wife the night before regarding chores. <sighs> Little do they know that they're both vying for the same voiceover job. So Mike, did you get the part or not? Well, Michael, in a world where one man didn't get enough sleep and is still stressed out about the tenuous nature of his marriage, he was unable to focus on the audition and still hasn't heard from his agent. Rolling Stone says, that's too bad. The Pensacola Times Guardian says, thanks man, I hope you get it. USA Today says, aw shucks. Don't forget to donate. Guess not. Ah, thank goodness. Brink, I was starting to think you, you were- You were not actually Brink, but the time-traveling Nazi Heinrich? Yeah, you have nothing to worry about then. Oh, easy with that gun, compadre. I don't want any trouble. Yeah, you're having the trouble, yeah? Now carefully lift your time gun from the holster, putting it on the ground. You're the boss, chief. Good, good. And now tie yourself up. With what, worst wrangler? Uh, that block and tackle over there should do quite nicely, huh? Now flinging it over the branch, uh, and I tie your hands with this hand, and uh, tie in this hand, I pull, <laughs> and I tie off this hand, and now you're all the helpless, yeah? You won't get away with this, you diabolical Deutsch bag. I have, and I will, and you can watch me find the girl and return it to the fatherland. <laughs> Brink, get his gun! <laughs> Look who has the gun now. Dang it. Sorry, old friend. I really stepped in the dung this time. Oh, now you can witness as I plunge your friend to his death. Uh, okay. Uh, that's like a three-foot drop there, schnitzel man. Not quite enough drop for killing. Heck, you'd be lucky to get a light sprain out of that. Oh, really? Oh, no, I'm so worried. Well, now is the time for you to witness the dramatic reveal. Sweet suffering Sputnik. Just how deep is that hole? Oh, I don't know. Maybe 100 feet. Maybe 300 feet. 
probably enough to sprain an ankle, wouldn't you say? Okay, all right. I'll put the gun down. Yeah, I thought you might seeing it that way. Now, once I have you on defense in the hole, then I will be free to search the area for the Holy Grail. Oh, and also you will die in the hole. I didn't explicitly say that, so I don't want there to be any confusion. It's gonna take more than a hole to kill us, you Hitler-sniffing lunatic. Oh, yes, I thought the same thing, so I filled the hole with the booby traps. Yeah, yeah, I actually hope that the fault is not killing you. Really? I want to see your feeble attempts to escape. See, if you make it up ten feet, uh-oh, booby trap, and the hole floods and you drown. But if you escape that and make it another ten feet, boom, booby traps again, and now the hole floods and you drown again. And this goes on for quite some time, over and over. Uh, and I built a series of tunnels and drains fed by the ocean to make sure there's plenty of drowning. Wow. Doesn't that seem, I don't know, a, a little over-engineered? Yeah. Well, I got here quite a bit before you, and, well, I am German. We over-engineer. Besides, that's not even the worst of it. You know, it's actually quite a funny story. You see, I have... Ah, my chest! Why? Avast ye scurvy barnacle peddlers! I have heard enough of your squawking! Time to leave my hole! A pirate now? Jeez, I, I feel like we should be playing some sort of time bingo or something. Shut your gob, swinging Pete! Not just a pirate, THE pirate! The name's Blackbeard, and I'll be cutting you down now! And you and your foppish friend can cast off! This is your hole? It is now, mate. But the German said he dug it. Aye, that he did. And I watched him the whole time. And now it's mine. I've treasure to bury. Well, where is it? Where's what, ye dog? The treasure. Well, of course I don't have it with me. I came to dig the hole. You don't dig a hole with treasure sitting beside ye. You can either dig a hole or guard your treasure. Never both. That's basic pirating, mate. It's in, like... Three shanties. That's a hell of a hole to bury something in. But I'm afraid we need to look around here for a minute. You'll be looking up from the bottom of that hole if you don't slag off, savvy. But first, kindly turn out your pockets and hand over your shiniest. Well, friend, we don't exactly have... I have something that that might interest you, Mr. Beard. You, You see, on my hands are golden rings. But I can't remove them, seeing as how my fingers are swollen from hanging above that pit. Well, looks like I'll be cutting the fingers off a landlubber today. That's quick thinking, Les. Thanks, chum. Glad you made it. You wouldn't believe what I had to put up with from this one priest in Maryland. You have no idea. Let's throw this other body in the pit, shall we? Roger that. Wow, that sure was some fine German engineering. Shall we look for that grill? Whoa, 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 Les. Every time we kill someone, we affect the timeline. We should probably check on the podcast. Just, you know, in case. So all in all, there's a lot of, of grails out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's... Whew, I mean, we listed a ton of grails, yeah. all of their history... 
I mean, now you just have to decide for yourself. I mean, pick a grail. Well, I mean, yeah, just go to Spain. Yeah, <laughs> or don't. Or don't. Uh, I, a lot of a rumors lot of there. A lot of rumors. You know, there's uh, there's the thought that uh, the grail itself, trying to find the grail, the quest to find it, is is the uh, grail yeah, it, yeah. itself. Those That's are the, the times that thing. I carried you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's this introspective search. Uh, even even old Captain Carl. Oh come on said it symbolizes the inner wholeness for which men have always been searching. Oh, thanks, Carl, for butting into our podcast again. Carl Jung. Get back in your lab, nerd. <laughs> Carl Jung's lab. That's right. Psych, the psych lab. Yeah, there's test tubes in there, man. Uh, uh, so, so anyways, there you go. That's That's the Holy Grail. For you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your donations. Yeah. You are the best. I, I don't know where you guys get so much heart to do it, but you're um, just great. Keep them coming. Yeah. Keep them them hearts pumping. By the bloody fist of Eisenhower. That's it. I think we did it. Now don't move. Let's just get our guns and get the heck back to 2027. The good 2027. Right with you, friend. Who knew that a search for the grail would wind up killing Blackbeard and fixing the future? Not me, pal. But time travel can take you anywhere. Or anywhere. Less. Sorry. Yep. You know what? You've earned it. We all have Brink. Or any win. And so the timeline was restored. America was once again the capital of democracy and freedom, and podcasts everywhere flourished thanks to the efforts of Les Masterson and Brink Manpots, American Chrononauts. Nuts.